Hi, my name is Maya Cabot. And I'm Antonio Vigil. And we're at the Mercury 20 Gallery in downtown Oakland. We're a collective artist-run gallery. Uh, we have 20 artists here. The gallery was started about a year ago. And we have two artists in the front gallery showing with the 18 artists uh, in the back space, uh, represented by one piece or two pieces each. Uh, this month, we have a show um, by the two of us um, called Invisible Cities, and we work within um, urban landscape themes. Obviously, I work in landscapes. Um, I'm trying to explore the way that uh, that space or the landscape that we live in helps us form an identity and how we also kind of project our identity or our feelings onto the landscape. I think the, the sort of obvious metaphor here that you see in the show are bridges and freeways. It's sort of like a conduit for like, you know, physical travel is, and also like cultural travel. I'm um, interested in the idea of like migration, immigration, um, cultural exchange, stuff like that. Um, so these are sort of a way to, to get me looking in that direction and hopefully other people to, to think about such things. This piece in particular has a little more of a, a concrete story behind it. It's a memorial piece um, dedicated to people um, that were killed by law enforcement in LA. And um, it is a personal piece to me because I have had to deal with um, some not so good law enforcement around here. So um, after a personal experience, I just wanted to, to sort of react to that. And, turn it into something positive. My work are uh, oil paints. I use um, large drywall tools that are pretty big, some, some are smaller. Uh, I'm working with sort of experiences in my daily life, my surroundings and sort of processing the, the comings and goings of nature and the built environment around me and processing that in some way in my work. Um, I'm really interested in how uh, everything really is organic, even if you're in a built environment. The, the angles aren't quite perfect, things decay, natural disaster comes and shake things up. And so I'm interested in that process of dealing with what seems sort of like comfortable, safe environment, but actually is a little uncertain, especially living in the Bay Area. There's always that feeling that well, any moment things could shift. And so, and I think that's a metaphor for our human condition. It's been really interesting to me to look at both of our work hanging in the gallery. Um, they're so different because mine's these, mine are these sort of active, colorful, structural paintings, whereas his are so uh, delicate and, and subtle and um, at the same time so powerful. Um, and so I, I think that in and of itself is a really interesting juxtaposition of just how two people can be painting with similar ideas of looking at a city, what makes a city, is it the people, is it the things that happen there, um, or is it just the, the objects themselves that, that sit in space, um, and how, how powerful really uh, the city and the cityscape is as a metaphor and as a, as a backdrop or as an experience.
Johansson, and this is my gallery here in Oakland uh, called Johansson Projects. I'm here with Rennie Pritikin, and he has curated this group exhibition for this month, and I opened this space back in May to do curated exhibitions. Initially, I thought it would be some trouble with all the quirkiness in the spaces, but actually it allows the viewers to wander through and have a lot of little surprises in the, in the little rooms, and um, I've had some fun with it. Just getting started still. I'm the director of the Nelson Gallery, which is the museum for UC Davis. Being in Davis and getting familiar with the Sacramento and Davis area, it occurred to me that this would be a great opportunity to do kind of a missionary project and uh, neither here nor there, meaning they may live in Davis and Sacramento, but that doesn't mean they're out of touch with what's happening here. It's also a, like a little backwards play on Gertrude Stein, with Oakland being no there there, right? Nathan Cordero, who carves found wood and uh, scavenged wood, often uh, paints a veneer and then carves away so you get a figure ground, negative positive kind of image. It's a, it's a wonderful form that looks tough and rough, but is really, uh, if you read the content, it's very gentle. And that's true of Nathan too. He's a guy who works for a living, is a self-taught artist, and is a real sweetheart. By contrast, Lisa Prettle is someone who got her MA at UC Davis and is a very sophisticated, uh, knowledgeable artist, although her roots are also kind of not the usual uh, art world path. She's the first in her family to go to college. She put herself through college and graduate school and is now working very hard to make it as an artist and teacher. Most of the titles of Lisa Prettle's work refer to rings. They're abstracted rings. I, I think it would be a mistake to overemphasize that, but uh, certainly it can add a, a layer of meaning to the work. And that's one of the things visual art can do that no other form can do, is she can work with materials that contradict the title. So there's a, a right off the bat, a conundrum, a question being asked that dares or challenges the viewer, which is one of the things I love. Ross Kalsa is a young artist who has a BA from UC Berkeley. He's kind of the flip side of Lisa Prettle in that if she's exploring the girly side of things, uh, he's definitely exploring the boy side of things. He's obsessed with uh, semi-trailers and trucks and does portraits of them. The trucks are not realistically portrayed. They're more like dream trucks. Cabs of the trucks almost become masks. You see that they're really anthropomorphized and almost self-portraits or portraits of people rather than things. They go from being industrial portraits into almost abstract paintings. That, that really walking that boundary is really exciting for me. Kamal Holland has a sculpture degree. He's originally from Kentucky and all the work that I've seen of his in the last two or three years has to do with an emotional connection with his family back in Kentucky. This current body of work is based on a tree on his family's property and uh, one large branch that emerged the same year that Kyle was born. The tree fell and Kyle created biographies over the last 35 years of his, his grandfather, his father, and himself and burnished into the wood uh, key moments in their life story. And finally, the fifth artist, uh, Richard Haley, for the shows 
here at Johansson Project, he made a machine to stamp kind of nonsense syllables into the sand, and he built a paper speaker's rostrum that's only about six inches high out of paper and thread and earphone tips for the microphones. And he blew it up to a, about an eight foot tall photograph. When someone speaks at a lectern, their personality is blown up and their power and authority is blown up, but it's really something that we create ourselves in our own minds. There's a great deal of wit and intelligence in his work that I really admire. I don't know if I was good or if I was lucky, but the, the show really did come together, although I didn't conceive of it as anything other than a five-person show or five one-person shows, but uh, there's a real coherence to it. So I don't know what it is, but there may be something about living in Sacramento and Davis uh, that, that ties these works together. But the, the profound thing for me is not so much the show as uh, how rich the Bay Area art scene is and how self-renewing it is. And uh, that's why it's such a thrill and a pleasure to get to know Kimberly and, and see what she and, and others in, in the Oakland Renaissance are really uh, doing.